Welcome back to another episode of Faith on the Go podcast. This service is from May 7th, 2023, the fifth Sunday of Easter. If you like this episode, make sure you like and subscribe to our channel to get notifications of when a new episode is released. Like Visual Daily Devotions? Check out our new Instagram page at Faith Cedarberg. For more information on the readings and to find us on Instagram or YouTube, check out the show notes. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. The first reading is from the book of Acts, chapter 7. Stephen was one of the seven men chosen by the apostles to serve tables so that the apostles could be free to serve the word. Stephen does more than distribute food, however. For his preaching of God's word, he became the first martyr of the faith. We read, Filled with the Holy Spirit, Stephen gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears and with a loud shout all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is from 1 Peter chapter 2. Christ is the cornerstone of God's saving work and the foundation of our lives. We are God's chosen, holy people who continuously celebrate and declare the mercy of God we experience through Jesus Christ. We read, like newborn infants, Long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture. See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that make them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. 
and you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Please join with me in a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you again for this beautiful day and for the opportunity to gather together. We are mindful of the power of your spirit that opens our ears to hear the message of the gospel, to hear of your love and its ways in our lives, and that gathers us as a community. You have called us together, and you have given us a new identity as your children, and you have given us work to share in this world. Strengthen us now for that service. Teach us your ways and show us your paths. Work in us that we might reflect your great love for the whole world and your victory over sin and death through your son, Jesus. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Let the church say, amen. So we heard Jesus say in that gospel reading, and you know the way to the place where I am going. You know the way to the place where I am going. In her book, plants have so much to give us. All we have to do is ask. Mary Cesup Genius offers this insight into her indigenous outlook on the world, and I quote her. All things created are alive. Some of the things created by humans are combinations of many beings, but the beings whom Creator made are all alive. They are different life forms. They reproduce and grow differently than humans. They talk differently than humans. They pass over differently than humans. Rocks are a good example. Their lifespan is so very much longer than ours, it is no wonder we are such different beings. 
Watching and truly seeing the world around us might help us realize that we have a purpose in the world, too. And it might help us realize how much harm humans can do to the balance when they see themselves as the only beings on the planet. She concludes with a teaching that rocks might offer to those who would listen. You humans are so very slow to learn. You humans are so very slow to learn. I thought of her words with the many images presented in today's scripture readings. The author of 1 Peter described Jesus as a living stone and then used the same words to describe you and me. Rocks and stones were also present as both literal and metaphorical building material for the construction of houses for God. As something that trips you up or causes you to stumble. And as the means by which an angry mob executed their sense of justice upon Stephen, the first of Jesus' disciples to die for his witness to the truth. What might these stones be teaching us today? Another sense was used by the psalmist, describing the experience of being grounded in God. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe, for you are my crag and my stronghold. One of my favorite places is on the shore of Lake Superior at Artist Point in Grand Marais, Minnesota, where massive ancient formations of igneous bedrock slope down into the icy water. The contrast of the resolute stone with the chaotic and turbulent waters has a mystical effect, slowing me down to pay attention and listen. Perhaps you also have experienced the dignity and awe of such foundational places in our world. Even when things are chaotic all around you, they bring a sense of peace and timelessness, offering perspective on whatever may be troubling you. Most of the time we go about our lives unaware of the message that stones have to offer. If anything, they are utilitarian objects or something that gets in your way. Their hardness and mass can be dangerous to fragile beings like us. But they are part of God's creation with the possibility of connecting you more deeply with God. We can also go about our lives unaware of God's presence or only thinking of God in a utilitarian or self-centered way. God can become an obstacle or a means to an end or even a weapon used to inflict your own sense of justice on those who anger you. Popular imagination often places God far away, removed from the stuff of daily living, save for 
things like theological debates or religious practices. And the goal of such affairs is often more concerned with an afterlife than with the here and the now. Read this way, Jesus' words in today's gospel can sound like an instruction manual for appropriating God along the lines of Thomas's confusion over where Jesus was going or Philip's request that he show them the Father. But Jesus' responses reveal a surprising twist on our tendency to keep God safely at a distance. The place that he prepared is a relationship presenting a bold reversal of where we expect God to be. Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? He asked. The Father's house with many dwelling places that Jesus went to prepare, where he gathers you to himself, is the relationship that he shares with God. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. And there is room prepared for you in this relationship. And there is strength for the work that is in store for you. Work that Jesus accomplished and that he promises to accomplish through you. Once you were not a people, wrote Peter, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And like living stones, you are being built into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You are God's dwelling place. This is the foundational truth for your sharing in this world that God so loves. Witnessed to by the timeless foundations of rocks and stones and conveyed by their creator who gathers you together to share a new life grounded in Jesus' victory over sin and death. It is witnessed to by Stephen and by countless others who have suffered and been put to death by the same powers that crucified their Lord, but testifying to the love that is stronger still, beyond our bondage to sin, and alive in the strength of your Creator, raising you from sin and death, and serving with Jesus in the power of life. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.